Hey, chat. What's going on, man? Oh, not too much. How are you doing today? You know, I'm pretty all right. Living. I'm back out on the market. Your boy's back. Oh, man. And I'm trying to find a date. That's what I'm doing. Are we going to get... Get more more dating stories out of Denzel? Bitch, you might. Oh, man. I'm, re I'm ready for this. I'm ready to hear about all of your high-flying adventures We're gonna the do this. World. We're going to do this in real time. I just downloaded Tinder again. Ah, shit. Uh, what am I putting in my dating profile right now, chat? Uh, talk about that you have a uh, anime and gaming-related podcast. <laughs> Oh, so you're trying to not get married. And that you are an overweight black man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Be sure to include lots of emojis and probably a asterisk, tips fedora asterisk. That's, I hear that gets them, those panties wet instantly. The damn floods basements all over the world, dog. God damn. God damn. Curing droughts out here. Yeah, we should. I wish that worked for San Diego. Yeah, I mean, come on, just tip some fedoras real quick, and then boom, <laughs> just lush greenery everywhere. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the one who said it. I know. I know. God damn. <laughs> oh, you know what? It even saved my settings from the last time that I had it. I've oh, got dang. pictures loaded up here. They. That's that's some sneaky shit that apps do. They just save everything and it's like, oh, you're deleting the app? You'll be back. Yeah. They you always, always are. You can never leave. <laughs> you can check out anytime you'd like. <laughs> but you can never leave. Uh yeah, so I don't know. I'm just doing that for a little bit. Um we'll see how it goes. I might have a good story for you. I may not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll go there when we get there. You know, this is this is your life journey, and uh, you know, live your truth, honey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, I'll try. Tell me, is living in your truth worth it? Man, I don't know. Like, for one, it's hard to define like what living in your truth really means, because to some people, that's you know, going full bohemian and having a bunch of plants in their home and showering very sparsely and, you know, that's their truth. For other people, it's going on to Wall Street and making a shitload of money. And to, to other people, that would be living a lie. But to them, it's like, yo, my truth is making this money. So, you know. Well, that's completely fair. I, I feel like when people say live in your truth... They really only mean the first one. They only mean go full natural. But I, don't know, I am a fan of letting people do what they will. I'm not a fan of, you know, letting people harm others in doing that. But who am I to stop you? <laughs> well, that's fair. If I don't know about it, then why should I care, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> well, not me. I don't, I don't know what it means. Do what you will. That see exactly exactly that's it right there that's what it means to me. <laughs> God damn it! I'm trying to connect this Instagram to the fucking. Oh, don't let them see your yo-yo videos. 
Uh, they don't. I don't think they go back that far. Oh. And those aren't that dorky, are they? No, I'm saying it's gonna be you. It's just you're gonna be too powerful when okay, they see so, you. So you are saying it's that dorky? <laughs> God damn, Chet. No, actually, I think I I really don't think the uh, the yo-yoing things are very dorky at all. I actually think they're kind of cool. Like, God damn, I, I really mean that. <laughs> that that was sincere. <laughs> Damn, Chet, you really putting me on blast over here. <laughs> Holy shit. I, for one, enjoy when people have interesting hobbies. Like, I know some people would find it weird, like, when a girl knows how to knit, for example. Or even a dude. If a dude knows how to knit, a lot of people would find that, like, odd or, you know, weirdly feminine. But that's an interesting skill that not a lot of people have, especially not a lot of men. And uh, it's you know, therapeutic and you're actually creating something. And I think that's cool. Similar line of logic goes with yo-yoing. It's not something that a lot of people can do. A lot of people have like passing interest in it, but for someone to be like kind of excelling at it, that's cool to me. Oh, well, uh, okay. Yeah. I say this because <laughs> I'm extremely competitive in everything. Mm-hmm. So, when I do something, I like to do it at a high level, and uh, I, I appreciate the hustle in other people. Okay, so not only are you telling me that I have a weird hobby and that it'll never get me laid, but you're telling me that it's so off the beaten path that you don't care to compete in it. That's what I mean. That's what I'm getting out of this. Uh, if I learned how to yo-yo, I would be going to competitions. That's what more what I'm saying. Uh-huh, uh-huh, but also, uh-huh. but a lot of the people I know are in our age group, especially the ones who don't have like distinct careers. They really aren't about shit. Yeah. Like how many people do you know when you ask them their hobbies? It's like, well, I like to hang out with my friends and I watch a lot of Netflix. <laughs> That's most of the people on Tinder and Bumble and OkCupid. Okay that's what I'm saying. That's fish boring as and fuck. Coffee meets bagel. And that's that's more or less everyone. Yeah. So when you have someone who is actually about something, even if it's not like part of their job, like the fact that you have a hobby and it's something that's kind of cool, that's kind of cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you trying to like walk it back. I was I was being sincere <laughs> from day one. <laughs> there was no sarcasm in there, or was there? You'll never know. I'll never know. God, this is so <laughs> complex. I've been while you've been talking, I've been sitting here trying to like, I don't know, uh, disconnect and reconnect my fucking Tinder account. So I can get the updated photos on there, but it's not really having it. Well, God, I hate everything. I wish upon you the same kind of luck that women get on Tinder. So bad? No, women have incredible. Okay, so if you've never watched a girl using Tinder, like from her side, from her perspective, Mm -hmm. I've seen moderately attractive girls like... Solid seven, depending on your taste. They'll just swipe right on, you know, whoever, whatever. And they get matched with fucking models. And like... (laughs) That's not happening on this side. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) There there have been countless studies done where it said that 
I forget the exact numbers, but it's something to the effect of 80% of women are competing for the same 20% of men. That sounds like something Jordan Peterson would say. <laughs> well, on Tinder, it's true. Because <laughs> they can actually hold the metrics for that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's basically, you know, because it's a very shallow system. You only see someone's pictures and then a very brief description. And not to be on any sort of misogynistic wave here, but you're going to be looking for the same it, it, Real misogynist hours. Yeah, Welcome yeah, to what's up? a program ostensibly about sexism. <laughs> Most women are going to be looking for the same traits in men. It's going to be primarily, at least in America and California, whatever, mostly white dudes that are of a certain height that confined to a Eurocentric standard of beauty. You know, most, you understand. Real racism hours. That's what I understand. (laughs) You're saying that all European women are beautiful and nobody else is. No, actually, I'm saying. Nope. You've already said it. I get it. (laughs) No, I'm, I understand where you're coming <laughs> now, from. You, of course, you get yeah. it. So it's like, if you can be of other races, but they're still going to look for the same general features of like a straight nose and lips of a certain shape and eyes of a certain shape and face, you know, you just yeah, look yeah. for the same. It's a very Eurocentric standard of beauty. And it's totally subconscious in most cases. But if you aren't a man of that, 20% that fits that ideal of a certain height that has certain features, et cetera, et cetera. You're just kind of out of the running for most women. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just, that's just the way the shit falls. But on the flip side, I know a lot of dudes that mm-hmm. have swiped right on literally everyone and gotten zero matches. Ooh. Yep. And, the, and some of them are, at least moderately attractive. You know, like if they were out on the street talking to these same women, they could probably get a date. But because of the the platform, you got a lot more to choose from, you know? I think I'd rather meet people in person. My choice would be to just meet somebody in person because that's, talking to somebody is a lot easier in person. Especially when you actually have a personality. Yeah. (laughs) And I... I, I think that's one of the, the things that gets lost in the swipe right system. Because you can only convey your personality through your short little bio and whatever pictures you take. And yeah, you have some freedom of expression there. Like some people have some cool uh, picture stories, as it were. Like, I don't know. I've seen I've seen some pictures where... It starts at a guy's feet, like laying down, and you scroll <laughs> as you scroll through the pictures. It like scrolls over to their face, uh-huh. like that's kind of funny. Yeah. So you get creativity points there, but you can only do so much with that. And go ahead and try and steal that, by the way, because it's been done a thousand times now. So no, now you're no longer original, but you might actually catch someone with it anyway. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite. Slice of Life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. This week, Denzel trying to get a date. It's your boy trying to <laughs> trying to get laid on the internet. Good yeah. thing, bad thing, mostly bad thing. We'll see. You'll I, get there. Before the podcast, uh, Chet took some pictures of me. All turned out terribly. 
Nuts. Not because uh, Chet is a bad photographer, but because I'm a slug. I'm a human <laughs> slug. So we'll, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. I've got this sick ass boyfriend body that I've been like kind of nursing until I had a girlfriend. There you go. Like, just getting just, it nice and ripe for them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, well, now I got to get rid of it. Yep. Can't yeah. have a dad bod without the kids. No, you can't. Life isn't fair. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no guest this week. No guest this week. Our, our guest is Tinder. Yeah. Well, what's on the docket today, Chet? Uh, well, I guess the first thing, the first and probably the only nerd-related thing that I have to talk about this week is uh, E3 and the, the wrap-up thereof. Because last week was kind of in the middle of it. Or like actually yeah, more we toward recorded. the beginning of it. Yeah, we recorded on Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh sorry, that one that one had to come out a little bit early. Or had to be recorded a little bit early. Yeah, because on Tuesday I was commentating a match for Terrell Owens and De'Aaron Fox. And uh that was that was fun. It was a sort of it was a just an industry party put on by Machinima. But it, it, like they've been doing this thing called uh, body count fighting, and I didn't know this until I was there. <laughs> but they've been doing this thing called body count fighting, where they just put on high stakes exhibition matches, and it's actually pretty cool what they're doing because it happens like I don't know, let's call it once a month. It, they're kind of sporadic, but often enough, and they're just high stakes money matches. Basically, and each time they do this, they also have a celebrity exhibition. So, this one coincided with E3. It took place last Tuesday, and it was a match between Tara Loans and De'Aaron Fox. And I know a couple of you tuned in. Thank you for the support. And yeah, all I did was commentate one match for half an hour, if that, and then I just got to drink for free, and it was great. Oh, that's awesome. Did you get paid to do it or not? Nah? I got compensation. Like, I got my parking paid for. I got some free stuff out of it, but I wasn't, like, handed a check. Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's good enough, right? Yeah, like, it was fine by me. Was, because parking is fucking expensive. Yeah. And because I knew it would be on their dime, I just parked as close as I could. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It's good shit. Yeah. I would do the same exact thing. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, And also... it. Getting in good with Machinima, not a bad thing to do. No, not at all. You do you, boo-boo. Yeah. I also ended up becoming, like, the unofficial hype man for the rest of the party. Because, like, after after the Terrell owens Darren Fox match, the rest of the fights took place in Burbank. So, that was, like, 40 Hello minutes away. far away. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't... I was just going to stay. But they were broadcasting... They were broadcasting all those matches in the bar. So it was still like part of the same event. And like they they were giving out stuff based on who won because there was like the red team and the blue team. So if player one won, they would give out stuff to the red team. If player two won, then they would give out stuff to the blue team. So they wanted to keep the audience like still engaged with the broadcast. But while that was happening, there were also they, there were still people playing on the setup that we had going for uh, Owens and Fox. So 
I was just kind of steering the crowd one way or the other. Because there was one girl, I forget her name, but she's actually a DOA pro, Dead or Alive. And she was bodying everyone in Dragon Ball. Okay. The only people that could beat her were the two commentators. Oh, you and... Uh, <laughs> Me and Jake were the only ones that could take her out. Good shit. And uh, yeah, she ended up getting a phone because of that. Like they were... Wow. <laughs> they they had, I think, five or six phones, the Razor phones, to pass out to the audience. One dude got one because he was dancing like a madman and the crowd loved it. And no one wanted to challenge him for that throne. <laughs> uh, a couple of people got it just for getting hype and like, you know, being part of the crowd, whatever. She got one because no one, she, cause she was so unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And there was another one promised to whoever could beat her and no one beat her and, except for the commentators, but we were working the thing and it would have felt yeah. scummy. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's good. Yeah. It was a really cool event. Got some scruples on you, playboy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That it was cool. I watched it. I missed it actually when it was live. So I just went back in the VOD and checked it out. Yeah. And you and your boy did a pretty decent job. Thank you. It was, oh man, that was such a weird setup. Cause like usually I'd say like Wednesday night fights, whatever. We're off to the side, like in basically our own booth and we have headphones on and Everything's very high tech set up for commentators to stream, etc. This was like the stream was really well done because they had to split it between two locations. So they did a great job with that. But on our end, oh god, it was impossible to tell what was going on. <laughs> because was, you guys were like sitting directly behind them, weren't you? Yeah. And we're just like at a table. It wasn't like we had our own booth or anything. So there's people right behind us, right next to us. And it's fucking loud in there. So we're yelling into the mics, completely unable to hear each other. Ooh, yikes. So we couldn't, because we couldn't hear each other, we could just watch. And like, is this guy's mouth moving? No? Okay, I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. But it, I, it ended up turning out well. Like, I couldn't, I had no way of telling at the time. But I went back and watched. And yeah, it actually... It actually went pretty well. That's dope. Yeah. Do you see anything from uh, E3? Anything else from E3 that you were like really, really fucking with? Funny enough, the thing I'm most hyped for out of E3 is Smash. And I didn't think I would say that. I really did not. That's embarrassing. You should be embarrassed. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh, I'm putting on my Smash cap today. Because... It looks like they solved a lot of the issues I had with Brawl and Smash 4. Like, I like Melee mechanically, but I'm tired of it. And I I hate the competitive scene. But I like it as a game. I was best at Brawl, for the record. Like, that was the game that I took the most seriously. Not that I ever took it very seriously. Well, fair enough. But that was the game that I was best at. And... Smash 4 I enjoyed, I just didn't really devote any time to it. But this one, it seems like it's more competitively geared. So I think they, they've gotten rid of some of the issues that I had before. Like it's less floaty, it's a bit faster, it's more geared for one-on-one play. 
and that's cool. Like, why did it take five games to get there? Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess you could say the same for melee, but that's that's more happenstance than anything. Like, it wasn't meant for competitive play; it just happened to be very good for it. Yeah. And hey, they finally put in Ridley, so that's cool. I mean, like. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I've never been a fan of Smash, and I've always thought those games sucked. Really? Yeah. I mean, mainly because of the people that I would have to play against. Sure. Like, it's not, they're just not fun people to be around. (laughs) At least in the early days. That is a valid point, and that's part of why I wasn't more of an anime player. Like, that's part of why I stopped playing Blaze Blue or Guilty Gear. Because I just didn't like the crowd. And yeah, that definitely could be said about Smash. But if my experience with Melee and Brawl holds true, and it should, it's that I can play with people that I like and we're competent enough that I can actually still hold my own. Like I've never gone 0-2 at Evo in any Smash event. Like I'm just good enough at the games mechanically. Well, lucky you. Oh, that ain't no luck, baby. I'm just good. <laughs> yeah, I think I went like three and two, two years in a row. And that's with like no practice involved. So I think if I were to actually practice at, at these games, I could probably get out of pools. No issue. <laughs> okay. Why don't you practice then, huh? You're just making excuses. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> God See, it's damn. the it's the ultimate option select. If you do well, that means you're just fundamentally good or everyone else sucks. And if you do poorly, you haven't practiced the game anyway, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What did did anything catch your eye at Eva? No. At E3. E3. Uh anything I mean Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like I, mean, I had mentioned again. last week. <laughs> uh, no. No. Nothing. Yeah. Cyberpunk looks cool. And from all the descriptions and all the videos, it sounds cool and will probably be a fun game if it ever comes out and if it's what they promise. <laughs> I believe that it'll come out because it's... uh. It's CD Projekt Red, yeah. the Witcher people. So there's not necessarily like a question of whether or not the game's going to ever be finished. Right. I'm sure it will be finished and will release. But Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I guess there's really nothing. Because uh, I, don't like, I don't like any of the shit that Nintendo presented. Like a new really Mario Party? Are you fucking serious? Oh, it's another Mario Party. Like, it's whatever. like, who fucking cares about yeah. that? Oh, cool. I get to jam on buttons to blow up a fucking balloon. Yeah. And then get mad because the game that's totally a game of skill, somebody can rob you of all your stars in the last fucking minute. Yup. It's fucking bullshit. Yup. But you know what? You live and you learn. Just never play Mario Party ever again. But if you do need to play Mario Party... Actually... I need to challenge someone to Mario Party because she had never. Uh, this this is Midna Ash. Shout out to Midna. She had never played Mario Party, and as apparently deeply competitive, like type of person that'll start punching you in real life if you're doing too good. Uh, so I, I told her like you got to play some Mario Party. 
So if you ever need to play someone in Mario Party and you want to get them mad, play Mario Party 5. Mario Party 5 <laughs> is, without a doubt, the worst in the series. I didn't know it could get any worse than one. Okay, I mean, so they just released it. <laughs> it exists. So one is probably the most frustrating if you're a completionist, but five is the worst game. I don't know what caused this shift in their their principles <laughs> toward the game, but I would say Mario Party 3 and 4 are two of the strongest ones, but five is easily the worst because what made three bullshit despite like the the games being good what made it bullshit was that there were hidden blocks that had stars and there was chance time so there yeah. was like random math rewards for no reason mario party 5 i guess they wanted to counteract the bullshit factor and instead they introduced a lot more negative rewards so it's like Oh, you landed on this space? We're taking your shit away, motherfucker. And that's it. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Instead of getting random shit, you're losing random shit. And if you know anything about gaming psychology or psychology in general, you get so much more mad when you lose something that you feel like you've earned rather than just the... The, the low is much lower than the high you get from randomly getting something. It's a game of skill, though. It's a game of skill. Oh, pure skill. No no chance here. So, uh, yeah, that's the game you play if you want everyone to leave mad. Mario Party 5. Fair enough. And then 6 was good. 7 was even better. Don't play anything past that. How about you just don't play any of them because all of them suck? Honestly, probably the best solution, but... That's not what we're here for. We're here we're here to play some motherfucking Mario Party. We're here to end some friendships. Two of you are walking away ultra pissed. If we don't talk no for a way. month, you know exactly why. No way. I'm not about it. Not about it at all. So you're playing a game of chance right now. Yeah, I'm trying to hit that chance blog on Tinder. <laughs> and it's just like, ugh, God. Now, now I remember why I fucking hated this so much. Ugh. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's 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 modern dating for you. Which, by the way, people are still having less. They're having fewer one night stands, less random sex. People are getting married later and living with their spouses or spouses to be longer than in the past. The dating game has changed, but it's not in the way you think. The dating game has changed. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> where you have apps that are, like, kind of intended for random hookups, that somehow leads to fewer random hookups. Oh, what do you know? Yeah. But in this flip side, it, I think people are coming back to their partners more often. Like, in the 70s, if you dated a girl, you know, five years ago, and you've lost touch, that's kind of it. Like, unless you just call randomly, but I, I, I don't know. That seems a little more extreme also because people don't call as much now as yeah, they did back then. I'm not. But now you can just, you know, hit the hit them with a random message on Facebook you and just be like, hey, so what you've been up to these past five years? You doing good? Why don't we meet up real quick? Catch a drink or two. I can't tell you how many uh, 
random random people I've hit up from high school. Not that it ever led anywhere for half of them, but I had a good sushi spot. I've taken you there. Tuesday nights, half off everything. One dollar sakes, two dollar beers. Oh, that joint that was in San Marcos. Escondido, but yeah. Escondido. Yeah, yeah. We would take people there and most of that I'd never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time anyway. Well, that's good. I'm I have just... I have hooked up a friend that way. Have you? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How about you hook up this friend that way? Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, give me like six months. There you go. I want to shoot my fucking brains out right now. All right. Well, don't do that. It's We have a podcast to finish. It's like I'm looking at this and I'm swiping through all this shit. And it's just like, dog, I don't even, I don't care to even resume doing this. Yeah. There was an app that I actually had downloaded a while back when I was like really for real getting into it. Uh, I ended up doing this thing where it would auto like everything for you. Yeah. So turn it on, auto like everybody in the area uh, every 15 minutes. All right. I don't know if Tinder caught on and closed off their API or whatever, but it didn't work for me either way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, if you have a slow turning rotor, you can put a piece of meat. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. And just swipe automatically and just, there you go. Uh, it limits the number of likes that you have per day now. So. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, Tinder is stupid. Tinder's uh, Tinder's a real bad app. So at first, they did this ageism shit where they would charge you a different price based on your age. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot they went to a paid model, too. Yeah, and they recently got sued for ageism because of that. Sick. Uh, and... They also they they have like multiple tiers now. They have uh, yeah. Tinder Premium or Plus and Tinder Gold. I don't know what's on either of those tiers, but I don't fucking care. Yeah, nah. <laughs> God damn it. That's dumb. They probably, man. That's that's super scummy because you know they probably lock out some people from like seeing each other based on whether or not they have gold or premium. Yeah, they probably do. They they put a little thing in there that says like boost your profile, yeah, premium, and it's like I don't know if you're preventing my profile from being seen or if you're making it seen more often. Right? Do they do the Facebook shit where they specifically will not show you to people that like your page or would normally see you because you haven't paid for it? Do they do that? It's a possibility. It's a likelihood in my eyes. Yeah. If I had to guess. So now I got to find like the next new hot dating app. Yeah. That becomes like a cultural tour de force. The next disruptive technology. Yeah. The next disruptive technology. <laughs> Haven't been on the internet for the past couple days. XXX tentacion or as I pronounce it, triple X tentation or as the coroners pronounce it, dead. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He got, he got run up on in the fucking broad daylight yesterday and uh got done up and he he got shot and killed but yes he did i i don't really have any strong opinions on that i never listened to any of his music you know it's a shame that a young man was 
murdered in broad daylight. That is some cold shit. But what I more want to talk on is the internet's reaction to it. Yeah. Because there's basically been two sides to how people have been reacting. Some people are saying, oh, my God, this is such a tragedy. You know, how could this happen to such a talented artist? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's a real spicy one right there. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a hot take. And then other people are saying, yo, he beat the shit out of his pregnant girlfriend. Fuck this guy. And... I, you know, I, I, I kind of see both sides. I understand that, you know, it is a tragedy that someone got murdered in cold blood. But he did beat his pregnant girlfriend. And that's pretty fucked up. He was 18 and she was 15. That's extra fucked up. So, where I, where I, I can see why they say fuck triple X. Some people are saying, oh, he was trying to trying to better himself and he had potential and he could have been a better person. And, you know, he was trying to spread positivity. And he was only 20. And OK, that's that's well and good. But I'm 28. I've never beaten my pregnant girlfriend. I've never. I've never done half the horrible shit that he has rapped about so like where where if i were to die where would people mourn my potential in the same way that they're doing with this guy who's already fucked up so the way that i see it is yes he did terrible shit uh the way you fix that though is not by shooting him to death it's by putting him in prison and giving him therapy because clearly something's wrong with him right that's not something average people do the average person isn't going around beating the fuck out of their ex-girlfriend or beating up a gay person in prison uh, because they look at you. And granted, like, prison is different. It's yeah, a different prisons. thing. It's You can't get on your high horse about beating the shit out of people in prison. Yeah, that it, people call him a homophobe for that, and I think that's... It's a stretch. it's a mild stretch. It's, it's prison, like... Yeah, dog. You gotta... You kinda gotta beat people up it's kind of the rules right like uh yeah what a great rehabilitation system yeah right right you so he was falsely in prison that time and that's why he got out but like you don't you don't fix problems like that right you don't by shooting somebody i I don't think he was shot having anything to do with beating up his girlfriend no no. this was no righteous justice here if she if she were the one that did it i would probably be singing a different tune yeah it'd be a little different yeah so it's it's and like the most disgusting part about this to me is like and I don't, I don't know what the fuck it is, but people who had never heard of him prior to him getting shot, finding out what he did in his past, and then suddenly celebrating that he was dead. Yeah, that one's crazy to me. It's just like, dog, like, where the fuck? Like, first of all, I'm not one to, like, stand up for, like, weird intrapersonal issues uh, online. Mm-hmm. Because, like, again, that's between those two people. Right, like as fucked up as it is, I'm not gonna come out and be like, "Oh well, uh, I don't think he should have done that to her, or it was really terrible that he did that to her," because I don't know him. 
and sure. I don't know her. And obviously the situation's fucked up. Like my input isn't going to be adding anything to that, <laughs> right? Like you're not you're not helping anything, you're not hurting anything. It's like who cares what your opinion is. Exactly. Here? That's exactly why it wouldn't be necessary for me to say shit. Yeah. With that said, with these random people that are just kind of coming out of the cut, it's like what the fuck is your problem, dog? Yeah. Like who who i understand like shit in the country is kind of going like very poorly for certain segments of the population but like a, if you see like a 20 year old getting shot in the street as a win you're fucking demented that's yeah. fucked up <laughs> and it like i get it i i can say it until my face turns blue like i understand that he did horrible shit i get it that doesn't excuse celebrating somebody getting killed it would be different if it were somebody like r kelly who's just been out here doing crazy shit like getting jailed for it and not being put in prison for it but yeah but i i am going to say that a lot of those same people don't have that same energy when it comes to different people no fuck no like johnny depp ain't clean uh gibson ain't clean like there's a lot of other celebrities that have been out here doing crazy shit, but if they were to get shot, they'd be you know people would mourn their shit. People, yeah. you don't. I, if I wouldn't fucking dare blink for a fucking second that those same people who are saying like good riddance to fucking triple uh, X Tentacion wouldn't be like oh Johnny Depp had some of my favorite movies, but it's too bad that like he was he beat Amber Heard. Yeah, it, it, it's just too bad. Yeah, they would have like they would have such a different, more moderate approach to somebody getting killed if it was somebody that they liked. And like I'm, I know two women off rip, two of them who had no fucking idea who he was up until yesterday, no idea. And then they're liking tweets and retweeting shit. And Man. I'm like, dog, you guys are fucking sick. Yeah, you guys are sick. You guys, you can't be out here celebrating like, okay, where's the age cutoff, right? That's probably where you're wondering. I don't know where the age cutoff is, right? Mm. Like, and was he, if he repeated the behavior, what he did was fucking awful. Yeah. And he should have gone to prison for it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's, that's the bottom that, line. What is the proper response to something like that? Like, he doesn't deserve to die, but he deserves prison time. Yeah. And this is part of the problem with, like, the U.S. justice system as a whole. Like, it's built for revenge and not rehabilitation, right? Yeah. Like, what he needed was, okay, prison may not be the answer. Right. Despite, <laughs> despite me having said it multiple times at this point. What... The idea of prison would be the answer. It's not that prison would actually help anything, I think, is more like what you're getting at. What he would need is to go to prison and then have therapy. Right. Have some form of reformation here. Yeah. Because what what you get is fucking indigent people from fucking terrible backgrounds doing awful shit and then suddenly like they they enter into society as like a broken person they do some fucked up shit they get killed in the street and now you have a bunch of people celebrating it that's what you get yep and that is a cycle that needs to be stopped that's not a good thing there's no positive out of this guy getting killed 
It's not like he was actively tormenting people. Him getting shot doesn't take back any of the shit that he already did. Yeah. yeah. So what? So what? What? What's the, what's the point here? Okay, wh- wh- where's the win? Yeah. <laughs> where's the victory in this? There's, there's none. And then, like, people are on the internet like, oh, yeah, you know what? You guys are just doing all this to justify being a fan of his. It doesn't. It doesn't it, I hated his music. I didn't like any of this shit. <laughs> I I stopped listening to his music. He had one song that was fucking popping like a year ago, and I just stopped listening to his shit after that because he's fucking terrible. He makes <laughs> terrible music. All that said, anybody who's celebrating his death is a piece of shit. You need to reevaluate your life. Yeah, any like there there are a lot of people, a lot of people in the world where. I think celebrating somebody's death, like their death, would be perfectly acceptable. Oh, yeah. Kim Jong-un. Sure. Acceptable. Donald Trump, I think, would be acceptable <laughs> at, at this, this point. At this point, we're getting there. I'm, th- I'm thinking at Ooh. this point it would be Help. pretty upset. Uh, I will say, for sure, Jeff Sessions can just fuck right off. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, would, I would celebrate that hard. Yes. Like, <laughs> fuck Jeff Sessions, too. Uh, like a bunch of warlords from Africa. Yeah. Like I can't name any of them off rip, but there are terrible people who've killed a lot of people. Right. And, and benefited as, from that. Exactly. And X, uh, as a, he f- did something fucking awful. He did something fucking awful. Something that shouldn't, shouldn't ever happen to anybody ever. Mm-hmm. Like period. But to celebrate his death over it, yeah, that, that's, that's fucked up. That's wild. That's you fucked can't, up. You can't celebrate X's death and mourn John Lennon, David no. Bowie. No, nope. like all so many influential artists who have led the wave in popular media, but done horrible shit. And a lot of times we don't hear about it because we only celebrate their accomplishments. Yeah, but whereas X, he was still only up and coming. He only popped off for a little bit, and let's face it, he was a young black man. Yeah, and it's really weird with online celebrity now. There are people who actively try to tear people down on the daily on the internet. Yeah, it's really weird, and you see a, a sustained campaign, or at least I saw a sustained campaign against. Uh, Against X. Now, whether that's deserved or not is another conversation as a whole. But, like, every every few weeks, you would see the same people posting the same shit about how he fucking beat up his girlfriend. And it's like, okay, I'm glad you're maintaining that energy. Yeah. And even one person who was doing that came out and was like, dog, like... I was out here telling y'all that he did some fucked up shit, but to be out here celebrating, to cheer when he dies, that's fucked up. Even the dude who's who didn't like what he did. I fucking hate that guy too. Some <laughs> every once in a while somebody retweets a shit into my timeline and I'm like, "Ah, fuck you." <laughs> I even had an I had an interaction with him. Uh it was actually about Triple X Tentacion. Hey. Uh what I uh, he had said some shit. He it was actually about him beating the shit out of his girlfriend, uh, and I was just like, "Doug, you gotta separate." If you're really like fucking with somebody's shit, 
what I essentially said was separate the art from the artist. Yeah. And then he was just like, he quote tweeted it and was like, this is a lazy excuse from people who don't want to look at the morals behind shit. And I like, I tweeted him a storm. He didn't reply to any of it. I'm sure he's got me muted at this point. But I was just like, then you can't shop at Shell. Can't do that. Can't eat Chick-fil-A. You can't, you can't support basically Mostly anything. anything. Yeah, you can't support Nestle, which owns a suite of products. Yeah. You can't you can't support so much shit just because like somebody connected to it has done something fucking awful or is about some awful shit. Right. Now, awful, subjective. That's up to you. And it's not like your singular streams. Like this is this is something that I often think about. Um as a singular person, as an individual, there's no way that my shit, like my stream, my one stream of this dude's music that I listened to uh, a few months ago on Spotify, there's no way that shit's going into his pocket. There's no, no way that he's benefiting off of it. You get like one thousandth of a cent every song you play. Yeah. And there's no way the person who stole the song and put it on YouTube for copyright <laughs> infringement purposes is making any money off of it either. Yeah. It's it's fucking laughable. It there's a there's a lot of fucked up shit in the US. A lot of it. Celebrating some kid getting shot, super fucked up. Pretty fucked up. Especially coming from liberals. Yeah. They, and they want to they want you to believe they're all compassionate and shit and give a fuck about like kids being locked in cages and shit. And then you have some kid who's got a super fucked up background who admittedly did some really wrong, vile shit, but you extend no empathy towards him. Yeah. Zero. Because what, he's a rapper now? Where's now, the consistency here? There's obviously something wrong with him. Sure. Like very obviously. Where the fuck is the empathy? Once Johnny Depp dies, you guys blah, 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 like feminism, like, oh, women matter, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, all right, I got you. But where the fuck was that energy when he was actively doing shit, when he was still actively getting roles? Right. Where the fuck were you? And then there are also going to be those same fucking liberals who are like, I really like these movies with him in it. Just because this guy doesn't have a bunch of shit that you like doesn't make him less of a fucking person. I, I hate I hate the Internet. I, I've been sitting on Twitter for a few days, been doing a lot of different shit, uh, mostly talking shit to strangers on Twitter. I mean, uh, it's, it's what you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm easing up off of it. There's a, I'm starting to learn that I don't have to fucking interact with everybody. I don't need to interact with everybody. It's not like I'm curating a list of fans here who demand my attention constantly or whatever. It's just a bunch of fucking assholes who like to argue on the internet. And like, I'm done arguing on the internet now. I'm done with it. It's not fucking worth it. As you said that, I finished forming an argument uh, against someone who uh, was talking about why it's okay to lock up kids in cages. Who the fuck said that? No, no, they, yeah, no. Of course, the argument wasn't that it was okay. The argument was, well, actually... This was a policy enacted in 1997, which isn't fucking true, <laughs> by Bill Clinton, and you weren't saying shit back then. And my bitch, I was seven. Well, yes. First and foremost, <laughs> if it was a policy, I wouldn't have known about it because I was fucking seven. Yeah, and that's basically what I said. And like, 
well, first I said, that's not fucking true. And then I said, it doesn't matter which president enacted this. That actually does not matter. The problem is we have kids in cages and we know about that now and you need to fucking do something about that. Yeah, yeah. That's the craziest part about the political uh, shit going on right now is a lot of uh, I want to I want to hope at least that a lot of Americans are coming to the realization that there isn't shit that you can do about the system. Oh, no. It's just a train that's going to keep on chugging. Politicians aren't afraid of you. They don't give a fuck. If you were to run up on any of these buildings, you'd be shot dead. Yep. Like I somebody I was listening to this fucking podcast uh, and this fucking asshole was bemoaning the fact that people weren't doing enough to help the kids. And uh, this is this is the first thing that came to mind. It's one of the most privileged positions that you can take, like yeah. straight up and down. Because if you if you think about like the so first, let's say you get a like a group of people large enough to storm that building uh, with with machinery, heavy machinery with guns. Sure. Let's say you can get that. What are you going to do? Are you going to take prisoners? Are you going to yeah, kill what? everybody there? Or what are you going to do? <laughs> what's, what's your end game here? Yeah. And then once you get everybody out of that building, where are you going to take them? <laughs> you going to just shack them up in your house for the rest of their lives? Right. Is this just going to be effectively the same shit just in slightly nicer conditions? Yeah. Like, like what are you, you going to do? Like how are you going to help these people? Like what? What? What are you going to do about it? But a couple times, the last couple times I've seen a thread about it, I've asked, "What are you going to do about it?" Because there's a there, logistically, like there's nothing that any normal person can do. Right. If there are five hundred people locked in that building, what? What are you going to do with five hundred teenagers and kids? How do you house five hundred people? Like how? What are you going to do about it, dog? And I want to make something clear, both for the topic at hand, but also, like, logistically speaking, a lot of these people are trying to get through legally. Like, they're seeking asylum from violence, and, you know, they're fleeing from South American and Central American countries. So they wouldn't even want you to smuggle them in to your home because they want to do this the right way. But if you take them into the country, like into your home, now it's guaranteed that they're fully illegal. Yeah. And (laughs) these are the fucked up part is like even ICE is picking up legal residents, legal permanent residents. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's it's a fucking joke. People who just like made mistakes on their forms are now liable to get picked up. Yeah. It's fucking insane to me. All right, let's get into questions from subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. <coughs> First question this week comes from Dynamo Geek. I think I recall a brief discussion you guys had at some point in the past about how some people sound like a specific race, regardless of accent. For example, no one has ever heard Denzel speak and then said, I bet my left tit that he's a small Asian dude. The presence of Denzel's soothing baritones brings a distinct picture to mind. Chet, on the other hand, has a list. 
has a less distinctive voice, though it is still quite melodious. Is he black? Mexican? Maybe some muscle-bound Japanese guy? Who knows? The only thing we know for sure is that he doesn't have a boring-ass white guy voice. How do y'all think someone sounding like the right face fits into voice acting? I have no specific questions, just love to hear your general thoughts. Well, I guess, I mean, that's why they're voice actors. Yeah. So they can sound like anybody that they put them to. Yeah, there are, I, I know Samurai Jack the Face Ripper talks about Phil Lamar and his numerous roles, Samurai Jack being one of them, and he's just a great voice actor. <laughs> yeah. There's, I think, some stereotypical elements to certain voices, and I think that's more social than anything physical or physiological through ethnic differences like for example you have the 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 gruffness and the the soft-spokenness of an african you know that's not like that same voice or that same affectation can be applied by anyone but just putting on that sort of accent it evokes an image but i think that's more of a social thing than a physical thing Know what I'm saying? Yeah, I actually agree. So, yeah, I I think uh, evoking that is more what voice actors do because we already have these these sort of stereotypes built into our psyche. Like, we know what, you know, small Asian kids are supposed to sound like or, you know, the... The ghetto black man versus the business black man versus the African black man. You know, that each of those has a different sort of tam, a different timbre to them. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, one accent that I've gotten really good at picking out or s- set of affectation, I should say, is uh, the Filipino American born person. Oh. Uh-huh. Like, I... I can hear it in people like the way that they pronounce things yeah uh there's just a slight just super slight affectation yeah there's there's a few really interesting just little quirks to when people are bilingual or like raised in a house that didn't speak english first but was still raised in america or raised speaking english around americans like yeah, there's really minute details that you'll pick up on, but we got a lot of Filipinos out here, so you know. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> you can catch that a little easier. IO Netrunner asks, "Hey Denzel, you mentioned not being able to stand people who love being at work, but I was wondering if there was a job or workplace that you would enjoy, or if work is just going to be work at you." Side note about having plants at E3 or any keynote type events, journalists aren't supposed to clap or cheer when things are announced, as that could convey bias. It's about ethics and journalism. (laughs) Jokes aside, the no clapping thing is real. Okay, so I used to enjoy working uh, at a few places back in the day. Uh, One, a lot lot of the time the people make the work environment good. Um, Yeah, that's... A lot, yeah. Most of the time, it's the people that make the work environment good. Like I used to work in a building with like fucking four hundred people or some shit, and 
it was great. You could find you you would be making new friends basically daily. You can go drink with these people. You can go party with these people. It was a lot of fucking fun. Uh, and also another thing that makes a work environment pretty good is being able to do a lot of learning. If you can learn a lot, at least in my opinion, if I can learn a lot uh, in an, in a workplace, then I feel right at home because like the last thing I want to do is spend my day like kind of um, pissed being there or being shit on or a lot of a lot of things that I don't want to do yep. in a workplace. So. Yeah, like learning learning is a good thing. Like if I'm interested in what I'm doing, learning is like uh number 1 in my life for for work. Uh otherwise, I mean there's not much else that's going to keep work from being work. All right. Yeah, that's that is fair. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks if you could have one console from any era and half a dozen games to go with it, what are you going with? Dog, my, I would say maybe the Xbox 360. That shit was banging in its prime. Yeah, that, was, that system was pretty hot when it was popping. I, I was always more of a uh, PlayStation person, but that era, I think... You could probably get the most mileage. I don't know if this question is asking, like, this is the only thing you can have, but let's assume it is. And, yeah, probably either a PS2 or a PS3 for me. And I would just find games that have very deep storylines or, like, are infinitely playable. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I would probably go with, like, let's say, okay, let's just say... Uh, PS3 with whatever the longest RPG is out there, which is probably Star Ocean of some sort. A fighting game. I don't care which. I do care which. <laughs> I'm not going to say I don't care which. There's some horrible games out there. Uh, probably Rock Band with all of the peripherals. And probably it's just a couple of more RPGs, and then I'm good to go. Just give me something that I can entertain myself with enter- endlessly. <laughs> I don't know which games off top I would get. Uh, it's hard to say, but Xbox 360 had a lot of fucking bangers on it, um, mostly shooters. But assuming those ser- servers would still be up, I right. there would be no problem with me getting like a Battlefield Three. Or Halo. Things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. Rock Band for sure. Yeah, I think Rock Band would be a lot of fun. Because, I mean, like, that's a hard game to master. And you got multiple instruments. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good way to kill some time. <laughs> so, fuck police officers, asks. Cops, yay or nay? I think I know your stance on this one there, uh, Mr. Fuck Police Officers. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not answering that. This guy could be a cop. I know, right? <laughs> He's just ready to just, oh, these Negroes. <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> uh, my take on this is 
I will give the benefit of the doubt and say most police officers are in it because they actually want to do something good, but the current culture of the the sort of brotherhood involved in precincts is far too cliquish and you need to be able to do more to change the culture without getting outed on your own. There was a woman who pulled over one of her colleagues for dangerously speeding. He was doing like over 90 and she she gave him a ticket and her her uh, station just completely disowned her and they were harassing her and they sent her threats and sexually explicit images all this kind of stuff she saved everything sued the shit out of her station and got like multi-million dollar settlement hold on what state did this happen in? oh i need to look this up god damn that's fucking vile yeah (laughs) Uh, a lot of a lot of the shit that surrounds uh policing in in the United States is fucked. Like the type of people who become police in the first place, right? Like who who do you think is likely to become a cop? Although I have no evidence of this, right? I just assume it's like people who want to try to be the hero or something. Like I don't I don't know what type of person that is. Or somebody who wants to have power. People who power trip. Yeah. I'm not gonna say fuck all police. Uh, because my uncle just so happens to be a cop, but it's like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of sketch shit. Even his stories are sketchy. I'm sure he's got, he's damn. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't find that specific case just from a quick search on my phone. I'll, I'll see if I can find it because there's actually quite a few instances of women suing their departments for discrimination of some sort. Huh? Not a surprise. Yeah. Uh, But basically, the way the system is right now does not allow for people to stand up against the bad practices that their departments engage in. No, not at all. And that I have deep problems with. Yeah. So that does it for questions from the subreddit. All right, cool. Let's uh, get into voicemails. Finally. Once in our goddamn life. Hey guys, what's up? It's Dr. Dirty D calling back again from the past. So I was just listening to this episode and came across something that crossed my mind and made me go, hmm. It was about fucking Batman. Uh-oh. Now, Batman used to be one of my favorites because he was just supposed to be this normal dude. But then he's just like, again, the 4D chess, it's unbelievable. It's completely unbelievable. Whereas you have someone like Nightwing who's entirely is believable if you you know, want to go that route. And it's just like, okay. My favorite Batman was when Dick Grayson was Batman. Because he wasn't used to being fucking Batman. He was used to being himself. So he had to pretend to be Bruce Wayne, but he just couldn't do it. And Two-Face got in there to the Batcave because reasons. Because of 4D test reasons. Like, oh, I've been fighting Batman for all these years. I know you're not the real who, because I saw you smiling during a fight. Like, dude, what the fuck? Hey, anyway, I got way off fucking topic, way off the fucking preservation. That is my problem with Batman. He's too fucking Mary Sewish. Oh, what, what's his fucking flaw? Oh, um, uh, his parents died when he was young. No, no, okay, that's not his flaw. Uh, uh, he can't stop being Batman. There we go, that's his flaw. His flaw is he's too damn good. Anyway, that's my fucking problem with Batman. 
Let me watching the Batman soon thing, the ninja one. I don't even remember what the fuck it's called. Do a review of that next soon. Later, guys. That's a fair assessment, I guess. Yeah, that's mostly my issue with him. Is like his his flaws or are that you know he doesn't have any actual superpowers and that he's got mental issues, but the writers will never put him into a situation where the mental issues are crippling to the point where you know he can't get out of a situation or that his not being superpowered is that detrimental you know if it's an issue that he can't handle he knows a guy well i think that's part of like the batman appeal i guess right yeah because he he knows what situations he can get into and can't get into and who can do what yeah i don't think it's strictly a bad thing that he doesn't put himself into bad situations but you don't really see him in over his head pretty much ever granted i don't read a whole lot of batman so i can't speak from a ton of experience here yeah fair enough all right let's go to the next one yo denzel it's dr dirty d calling in with the review of ninja batman well batman ninja and all i have to say is man you are a hater (laughs) the ending was the greatest ending in anime history man like it was weird with the giant mechs and robots and Batman and stuff, but then Joker realized that he was really Satan and that the Batman was his best friend that he ever had and they fought to the death and after he killed the Batman, he was spilling guts to him and he looked over and realized that he had killed the Batman and then it was two moons it was the greatest ending ever, man you're just a hater <laughs> Dr. Dirty D out <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty solid meme. <laughs> pretty solid meme. All right, I'm with it. Woo-wee, boys. It's been a long time since I've called in. And speaking of things, they ain't been around in a while. Chip, your dinosaur was wrong. Uh-oh. The correct. The, the, the correct. Favorite dinosaur, dinosaur, is a U-Tyrannosaurus. Look it up. That motherfucker's scary. They make you, make your dick shrivel up, and fall off in fear, like, like you got leprosy on your pecker. Y'all take it easy. I don't think I want to look this up anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Hey guys, this is the stuttering EDH guy again. I haven't called in a while. Sorry about that. I'm going to catch up with the show after this voicemail. I have a question for Chet. And since you are a bit of an EDH player, what are your opinions on Brawl? Anywho, keep up the good work, guys. I'm just going to start from last episode. Take care, guys. Okay, okay. You know, I had a feeling you would come in with this. And if you had asked me this about three, four weeks ago, I wouldn't have had an answer. But now I do. So... And, you know, there's also a good chance you did ask this three or four weeks ago because we're way the fuck behind. But, hey, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Brawl, for the uninitiated, is a new format being pushed by Wizards of the Coast, you know, the official magic people. Oh, I thought it was Smash. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But 
it's effectively it's commander but only using standard cards and you can also have planeswalkers as your commander i think that's the thing and yeah there's slightly different rules to it but it's effectively just commander with only standard cards and i like the idea i think going standard was a fucking mistake and they should have gone modern or even frontier which while I know that's unofficial in terms of magic, but they could have had a chance to do something. But standard is way too limited in your card pool, and the power level is too low, and that makes certain cards so much better than other things. And really, my biggest issue with it is uh, very easily summarized in there was a an event... <laughs> It was one of the first brawl events, and that had like was a big tournament. I think five of the decks in top eight were all Baral, was that as their commander. Two of them was another blue commander, and there was one deck that wasn't mono blue, and that's bullshit. That sucks. That is a terrible format if your inaugural tournament is that shallow. That sucks. And Brawl was intended as a competitive official format. So it's not like this is just, you know, something that ended up happening because people took it a little too seriously. No, this was intended to be serious. And that's what you get. You get no fucking diversity in your top eight. And that's garbage. I haven't actually played it myself. I haven't taken the time out to build a Brawl deck. Partially because I'm uninterested because that was one of the first things I heard about it. So, I don't know. I hope things get better, but I think the problem is that they decided to use the standard card pool rather than going to something like Modern where you have more more flexibility with it. But if you've tried it out, if you've played it and you've had fun with it, let me know because I know I haven't done much research into this myself. So, if it is something that's actually worthwhile, then I want to check it out. I know nothing about magic. (laughs) Well, that's it for voicemails. Thanks, everybody, for calling in, writing in. We appreciate it. Uh, This has been Real Nerd Hours. I've been Denzel. I've been Chet. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at BushidoBrownSD. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. You can join our group at facebook.com slash groups slash real nerd hours podcast. And you can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Uh, thanks again, and we will see you next Thursday. Have a good night.